Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. Happy 2019. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of 2019. And I am so excited to be joined by Dr. Shante Cofield. So Shante, a.k.a. the Movement Maestro, is a former Division I athlete with a passion for movement surpassed only by her passion for learning. She graduated from Georgetown University and then continued her educational pursuits at New York University, graduating with a doctorate in physical therapy and becoming a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Shante is board certified orthopedic clinical specialist who practices in Los Angeles, California, with specialties ranging from CrossFit injuries to pelvic floor dysfunction. Shante is the creator of the Movement Maestro, which is a website and social media-based platform devoted to all things human movement and mobility related. And I was so excited to get her on to the podcast. We've known each other for a year now, and I just think she's fantastic. She's honest. She's authentic. She's real. And that's what comes across in today's interview. So today we're talking about the importance of understanding why behind goals before setting the goal. What boundaries are important to set before pursuing your goals this year? How to bring human connection to social media and building a supportive community that will serve you and much, much more. And this was a great conversation. I really am not editing it down at all because I really enjoyed it. And I really think it's like you guys are just sitting in on the two of us kind of sitting back at a bar, having a beer and chatting. And I didn't want to take anything away from that by editing out a lot of stuff or making it seem less real than it was because this conversation was all about being authentic and being vulnerable and talking through a lot of things that can hold you back, whether that be in your career, if you're a physical therapist or in the healthcare field or, or even in life. So I want to thank Shantae so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all of this great info with us. And to everyone listening, thank you so much. Happy New Year. And I hope your 2019 is off to a great start. Hey, Shantae, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you on to kick off 2019. So thanks for joining me. Karen, thank you. A million times over for inviting me over for uh, inviting me on. Uh, we've been trying to do this for a little bit, so I'm glad yeah. we finally linked up. Yes, exactly. I know. Like I feel like we were connected last year by Jen Esker, and then went to CSM. Yes. And we met in person at CSM, and now here we are. Finally, with CSM coming up in just like a exactly. Month. It's like at the end of the month. Yeah, in a month. So I know. I know. It's very exciting. So today, given it's the beginning of the year, we're starting 2019, and what we're going to talk about is what are, what are our goals for 2019? What do we want to be doing? What, what are some ways that you can set goals? So we'll kind of talk about what, what we're thinking, and, and Shantae, I'll have you kind of uh, 
take the lead here. And then we'll talk about goal setting and kind of how to get a little bit deeper into what you really want to do for, for yourself and for your business and for your career this year for 2019. So why don't you kind of start off and let everyone know what, what's on your goal list and how did you come up with that? Yeah, sure thing. I mean, uh, I think one of the biggest things with goal setting and it's only apropos that it's the beginning of the year now is we see New Year's resolutions come or be set. And they're kind of a joke because no one really carries through or follows through with them. And I think it's because people don't know how to set goals, myself included. We have these, you know, grandiose goals that we want, but then we don't achieve them because they are too big or they're not really actionable uh, steps. Uh, so, you know, before the podcast, actually, Karen and I were talking and she has this, this book that her, her sister gave her. Um, and it's nice. It's a 52 week thing. It's like, so you can break things down. Um, that's kind of what I'm working on right now is, is making my goals a bit more achievable and a bit more understandable. Uh, this year, what I'm really looking to do is get a bit more financial independence. Um, I'm a non-traditional physical therapist, so I don't really treat that much anymore. I work for, for those who don't, that don't know me, I work for Rock Tape um, and I'm one of their lead instructors. Um, I also started my own course, and that's going to be launched this year. And so I'm basically working to, to generate some, some more streams of revenue and things like that and, and have more financial freedom, more financial independence, more time at the end of the day. Uh, and so the number one goal with that uh, becomes appropriate goal setting and breaking things down. Uh, and actually, the way that I'm going about that, that I kind of would have uh, would advise all of you guys listening is to get a coach. Uh, I've been uh, kind of twisting Karen's arm for a bit and I was like, you need to do your business, start your business program, start your business program because coaches need coaching. And that's what I'm doing right now is, is getting coached on uh, how to set better goals and uh, how to kind of break things down. And here I have something for you. Um, I had a couple of other interviews this week for the podcast. that will be coming out later this month. But one of the things that one of the coaches that I was interviewing, her name's uh, Jeanette Bronet, we were talking about a little bit about goal setting and a little bit about the why. Yes. So are we asking the right why? So if we were to go through this quick exercise, I'll put you on the spot a little bit here. Yeah. So you said one of your biggest goals was to have some financial freedom. So yeah. then the question would be, you kind of peel this through like an onion, right? Why yes. do you want financial freedom? So that I can have more time. And why do you want to have more time? So that I can do uh, the things that I want, have more time to create and, and not feel obligated to do certain things. And work or whatever. why is that important to you? Uh, I think because when I look at my core values, uh, one of them that's, that's very big is happiness. Um, and that obviously there's multiple definitions of that. And it's kind of a nebulous thought, but that's a big core value uh, for me is one is happiness. Um, and, and a second one is, is kind of being true to yourself. And so doing the things that are true to you that make you happy kind of tying together. I need more time to be able to do that. And what would having more time mean to you? Uh, I would say kind of tying back in and it would mean happiness. It would mean freedom. Uh, it would mean, I think those are probably the two biggest things. And when you think about kind of the, what that happiness means to you, and that is, like you said, it's a big kind of nebulous thought, yeah. 
But what does that look like for you on a day-to-day basis? Happiness. Uh, yeah, for me, that's always been being able to do what I want when I want. Uh, you know, maybe it's being an only child. I'm not an only child, but I was an only child for a bit. Uh, and then they, they snatched it away. But whether that, that, that's creeping back in or whatever, but being able to do what I want when I want uh, is a big component of happiness for me. Okay, so being independent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so hopefully people can see if you keep asking these why. So to say, oh, I just want to make more money is essentially what you're saying. Yes. So you want, you want more revenue streams. So why do you want more revenue streams? Yes. And then as you dig deeper, we find, well, because if I can be independent and be able to you know, support myself and that will make me happy. Well, why? Because you like to do what you want to do yes. when you want to do it. So all of a sudden, this I want different income streams becomes a lot more meaningful because now you're like, well, I feel like it's going to allow me to do the things I'm really passionate about and that's going to make me happy. Absolutely. And And what else does that give you besides just making you happy? What else can you be doing aside that this these revenue streams, this financial freedom will give you? Are you asking me or is that yes. a favorite? Oh, oh, I mean, I think for me that allows time for creativity. So I, I'm a big person, a big fan of uh, the quote, go as far as you can see. When you get there, you'll see farther. And um, one of the things that can happen then is when you start having more time is it lends itself to doing more things. And perhaps you discover things you really like doing that you didn't know, or maybe things you hate doing. And that's cool. You, cl- you know, check them off the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it gives you more time to figure out yourself, figure out what you, you really like doing. Exactly. So, you know, hopefully everyone can see as we dig a little deeper, it's not just I want to make more money. It's I really like to be creative. And if I can do that, it'll give me some time to be creative. And then who knows what will happen? Something may spark in that creativity that all of a sudden brings you to a new space. Absolutely. Brings you into a different part of your life that you didn't even think that you could have. Totally. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think that's one of the, you know, kind of circling back to what we talked about earlier um, and, and exactly what you were just saying. That's one of the benefits of getting a coach. Like if you guys were to probably go through this drill right now, it may take a bit longer to find answers. Uh, I, I, my, my coach is Mandy Jenkins. She works um, a lot of Brene Brown stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I met her at this women's movement collaborative that I spoke at. And then I, I signed up with her after, shortly after I actually reached out to her and I was like, I, I need to do coaching with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, she's taken me through a lot of these drills before. And I think it's really important for you guys out there that you do this, whether it's alone or, you know, get a coach or or speak to someone about it because the answers won't come as quickly at first, but sitting there and puzzling through it is so valuable because like you said, then you establish your why and whether that gives you more specific goals or just gives you more motivation to achieve your goals. It's, it's invaluable. Yeah. And in the end, we want to make sure that we're getting to the right why. Yeah. Because the why isn't, I just want to make money. It's, exactly. I mean, it's great. It, it is. It's because we need it. We need it to live and we need it to move forward in our lives. But when you dig a little deeper, it's the layers and layers underneath that, that once you get into that, that why, the right why, you're more likely to achieve the goal. Totally. hundred, hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. They look at goals and just do the smart goal thing. You know that, that S-M-A-R-T, what is that? It's a, 
uh, measurable, actionable, something. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Time, I'm like that has been out of my head. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I yes. mean. Something, yes. something measurable, actionable. Which, yeah, goals. I guess should be that way. But if you never dig deep into why you're setting the goal in the first place, it doesn't matter how smart they are. You probably won't do it. Hundred percent. Could not agree more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what else on goal setting? What else? have you learned working through your coach that you're like, Oh man, I did not think of that before. Just breaking them down. So, you know, getting to the why is huge, but then also looking at your goal and then making, making it actionable and taking smaller actionable steps from it. So I have to, I have two coaches, right? I have my life coach, Mandy, and I have a nutrition coach, um, uh, Meg Root and she, excuse me, Meredith Root. And it was really cool because I actually texted her today or the other day. And I was just like, I need to go to bed earlier. I need to get more sleep was really the thing. Okay. And so it was kind of like looking at, looking at what's important in terms of like, if you kind of get a kind of performance or fitness goals, like you need sleep, then nutrition, and then whatever exercise you do. Like it's Correct. in that order. Sleep's going to be most important, then nutrition, yes. and then what are you doing for movement? Yes. And so I was like, well, let me attack it from the beginning. I need more sleep. But that, if that's your goal is like get eight hours of sleep a day. That is so big and doesn't actually break anything down and make, make it actionable. And so I sat with her and texted her the other day and she texted me back today with some ideas. I spend a lot of time on my phone. I do a lot of social media stuff. I am on my phone constantly. And I don't love some of the solutions that are presented for to people that are like, just put your phone somewhere else. And like these kid things that I'm like, I'm not going to do that. That's great. In theory, if, I, if it was that easy, I would have already done it. So it was, it was really cool to have her speak with her. And one of the suggestions she made was actually the complete opposite than what I've usually heard, which is she said, get rid of all the chargers that are in the other rooms of your house and only have the one charger in your bedroom. Hmm. Right. Cause most people, most people are like, don't have the phone in your room at yes, night. And that's why yes. like, another day. Right. Yes. And so she's like, get rid of all the other chargers. She's like, only have one in your room this way. When you need to charge your phone during the day, cause I have to charge it. Cause I'm always on it. He's like, when you have to charge it, put your phone in your room and then you have to go do your stuff elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That frees up time during the day to get more things done. He's like, she's like, and see if that means you can get to bed five minutes earlier each day. And I was like, that is totally doable. It's not this big leap of like, don't sleep with the phone near you. I don't check it in the middle of the night or anything like that. But these big drastic steps that make you feel like, yeah, you know, people say if it's uncomfortable, you need to do it. Yes and no. But if, it, if it's too uncomfortable, you're just not going to do it. Right. So it was really nice to take this actionable step. And, and kind of you had said uh, with the, um, the book that your sister had given you where it's like, okay, what is one thing I can do today towards that? It's really so important to yeah. look at your goal, write it down, Right, we talked about writing down things. Yeah, and, have to write it down. Yeah, write it down and then kind of break it down. And what is an actionable, a totally actionable and totally feasible step? Like we look at these goals and then we take too big of steps and it's like you're not going to change these things. Like if you're trying to, they had an analogy. I brought them on my podcast and they had an analogy uh, or they had a, uh, a story they said about a podcast they were listening to. And this guy wanted to start going to, you know, get, lose weight. And get healthier but instead of being like i'm gonna go to the gym five days a week this dude doesn't go at all so he was like instead i'm gonna go for five minutes just five minutes mm-hmm. it was like five minutes once a week and he did that for like three months and then he was consistent with it because it was something he could do 
Mm-hmm. And then from there, it went to like, well, I'm already here. Let me just stay here for half an hour. And when you make these goals that are actionable and actually achievable and kind of under what you think, you know, oh, of course I can do that. Make that as your goal so that you stick with it and yep. then go from there. Yeah. I like to call it like the step of least resistance. Like, like what that. is the step you can take that has the least resistance? And you know it, you know, so for you, yeah, it was plugging your phone in the other room, getting all of your shit done during the day yes. that you need to get done. So that way you're not doing it until late at night and you can go exactly. to bed. Exactly. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like for me, when I was, you know, thinking of getting this project off the ground for, for this year, I was like, well, I don't know. I have so much to do, so much to do. And I was speaking with Ryan Lee uh, who is um, sort of a marketing and productivity uh, coach and also makes these really good bars called Rewind Bars. They're oh. delicious. They're really okay. good. I don't work for him or anything. I'm just saying they're really good. They're good. <laughs> they're just good. Um, but he, he was like, well, what's one thing that you would want people to do? And I was like, well, I guess I would just want to have people fill out like a form so that way they're on a list and I can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, send some, some emails to them. He's like, well, that's pretty easy. Just yeah. make a Google form and yeah. put it out there. And I was yes. like, oh, yeah, that is easy. <laughs> and he's like, that's your easiest step. Like, you don't have to do anything. It's free. There's no yeah. resistance there. So with all of your goals, if you can, like you said, break them down to their component parts, look at the component parts and which is the step of least resistance for you. Cause it's going to be different. Your step is different than mine. Yeah. You know, so how can you do that? What would make, what is the least resistant way to get you to change your habit? Cause it's all about habit change. It is. Right? It is consistency there. What's going to make, I love that the step of least resistance, that's, mm-hmm. that's going to become a maestroism. It has to a daily maestro. That's so good. Yeah. We try to take these big chunks off of things and it's like, dude, you know, it's funny because we're doing this podcast now. It's been a year, basically, almost a year since I officially met you in person and yeah. you're so fast it can go. And so we're, we're so scared of time passing. We're like, I gotta do it right now. And it's just like, just, just do something. Get started, get the smallest step, the, the step of least resistance, right? The, pa- the time is going to pass anyway. At least this way you build a consistent habit and suddenly yeah. like you have a big change. Because you yeah, exactly. Because, and I love you're like, the time's going to pass anyway. Cause that's so true. Like I remember when I was in PT school, I was thinking of going to medical school. I remember talking to my dad and thinking, oh, I don't know, like by the time I go to medical school and that it all be, mm-hmm. I don't know, because I was 22 when I graduated PT school. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be like 33, 34, because it's going to take another 10 years. I don't know. My dad's like, well, how old are you going to be in 10 years? And I was like, I'll be 33. He's like, so the time's going to pass. Yes. It just depends on how you want to spend it. Yes. So it doesn't really matter. It's going to pass anyway. So if you can break these goals down, break your tasks down into something to get a little bit done, that's great. But I think the problem is, is I don't know if you agree, like we're in this world where we need everything now. Like you were talking about social media, right? Doesn't that just make things immediate? It does. We have it in our fingertips and we think that it needs to be done yesterday and we need to be, you know, 
everything needs to be done in this moment. And it's funny because those of you that guys that are, that are on social media or you are, you know, physical therapists that are looking to, to push the needle forward, we tell our patients all the time, you have to be patient. And yet we don't apply that to ourselves. Like we have so, to be patient too. So how do you apply that to yourself? What advice do you have for the listeners on, cause you're on social media quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and so you're used to an, more immediacy because I yes. think that's what social media does is it gives mm-hmm. you this sense of immediacy that maybe happens in the online world, but not so much in the real that's world. Really so well. what advice do you have? I think one, it's going to be prioritized. Two, it's going to be set boundaries. Three, stick to those boundaries. And four, realize that if, if it all ended tomorrow, none of this would matter. At the end of the day, like, you know, and it may be this kind of morbid uh, dose of reality, but, you know, when we look at... I, I look at when I, when I talk to students or I talk to new grads and some of the people that I coach and such, and they, it's important to be passionate about things, but especially like when you work for a company, the, the harsh reality is if you, if you were to quit tomorrow or today, the company would still move forward, right? Mm-hmm. When it's not your own business and you're working yep. for something. Things that life still goes, goes on. So it's really important to, to, rem- to make sure that you're filling those moments with things that are truly, truly valuable. So you take time, take a step back, and one, prioritize, two, you know, set those, those, those boundaries, uphold those boundaries, and realize like what really, really matters. It's very easy to get caught up in it. Very, very easy to get caught up in it because it's right there. Yeah, it's the rabbit hole. Yeah, it's right it's right there. But, you know, I think that it's important to also just take some balance with things. Like for me, I think social media is amazing. I will always champion it. I think, you know, it's the bees knees. It's not going anywhere. But I think it's like the, the answer with most things, like when we look at it, you know, the physical therapy lens, the answer for most things is like live in the middle, both, right? It's not all the way on this extreme or all the way on that extreme. It's not like only do social media or no social media forever. Take it out of your life. Like we are in 2018, whether you like it or not, it's here. And it's social media is, it's another language, right? I heard something the other day. I was, what the heck? I don't know, I was reading something, looking at something. And they were kind of just shitting on social media and being like, oh, if it all ended tomorrow. Like if it, the only way that something like this would all end tomorrow is if it like, we had like the zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And or, then all. Or have you ahead. seen the movie Bird Box yet? Dude, I haven't seen it. And I'm like on the fence because I'm like, it looks like it might be too scary. I heard some yeah. bad reviews from my friends today. Did you like it? It was, talk about things all ending. I mean, <laughs> we can talk about that later. But um, holy cow, yeah. It was, uh, it is, it's something. I love Sandra. I'm like, I got to think about it. But she was so great. At any rate. I see in that, in that video, that movie, the trailer, it's like things all ending. So the only way that something like this is going to go away is if it's like the end of things. And all that you're trying to do then at that point is survive. That's the only way yes. that. So you're not worried about like your online business or like connecting people because you're just trying to survive. Right. We're in a time where this, these things aren't going away. And really what social media has become is another language. It's another way to connect with people and we can use it for bad or you can use it for good and you can become fluent in it and you can use it, you know, to, to help you out. There, there's never going to be moving forward this all or nothing where like it's cool because our generation, we, we bridge the gap. I think we're the only generation that's had really both where we've had a time where there wasn't internet mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and now there's like it's everywhere. So we know what both is like. But I think that your best bet is to become fluent in both and, and balance where sometimes it's like, yeah, I can have in-person 
connections. You are great with it. Jen, you brought up earlier, Jen Esker, great with those in-person connections. But then also being able to connect via these kind of platforms like this, where you're doing a podcast or she does a lot of Instagram lives. I think that's the balance. Is That's the best thing is, can I find that balance? Yeah, because I think at one point a couple of years ago, the pendulum had swung so far over to the um, everything's online. And the trends I'm seeing now are more... Uh, one on you want to make those personal connections, yes. those one-on-one -on -one connections, and whether that be having the time and space to sit and talk to another human being, like we're doing right now, um, whether it be over we're over Zoom or Skype or an Instagram Live or in person eating like fabulous sandwiches in New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, you're still like you, it's it's. I think we're now realizing that the connections are great. Yes. The online connections are great, but to make those personal one-on-one -on -one connections is really special. And, and, you know, you have your podcast that you started, um, in 2018. And what I always, when people always ask me about podcasts, what do you like about it? And I said, well, it's uninterrupted, uninterrupted time with another human being for at least an hour. Yes. And how often do you have that during your day? Exactly. I don't that's think it's I started very often. It. Yeah. Those words right there. That's exactly why I started. I reached out to Jimmy McKay and you know, PT Pinecast and he was saying the exact same thing. It's our oldest form of connection, you know, storytelling. And when else do you have this time of uninterrupted connection? That's a, that's a perfect way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's where social media can kind of swing open or maybe crack the door open a little bit or crack the window open a little bit. But if you really want to achieve your goals, like we spoke about earlier, or you really want to find your way, especially in healthcare and physical therapy in a non-traditional setting, you need to make those one-on-one -on -one connections. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And let's, t okay, so we've, we've gone over some goals. We're talking about all. Actually, let me interrupt you for a second. Stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Because that's actually what we were talking about before we kind of went live. Um, the importance of being a human, I guess, when using social media, right? We were just saying like the answer is balance. The answer is both cultivating those soft skills and then finding a way to make what you're putting out represent yourself. You said you had actually some really good advice you gave to uh, someone who reached out to you. You know, people looking to, to create their brand or grow their brand and, and maybe these, you guys listening are trying to do this for 2019. If you're trying to get yourself out there, you got to actually get yourself out there. Social media is a great platform. It's a great billboard. But if it's just a robot that they're getting, if they're getting, you know, robot copy, robot voice, you know, you miss it all. But you had some really great stuff you were saying before. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you are putting yourself out there on social media or on a website and you are kind of looking like everybody else or you're sounding a little too perfect. Yeah. I suffered from that. I had to be perfect all the time syndrome. Um, and everything that I put out had to be perfect. And it, and I found myself thinking, well, I guess I should follow everyone else because what everyone else is mm -hmm. doing, because I guess it's working. But then again, you don't know on social yeah. media, it looks like everybody's <laughs> kicking ass 24 seven, right? Exactly. Like, it's highlight reel. There's no way that's true. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, speaking with 
some mentors of mine who I was like, gosh, how are you, how do you do all this and, and all this stuff? And, and I remember he was saying, um, he was like, yeah, I just took this course as like a Todd Herman course in the 90 day year. He's like, yeah, I just met Todd last year. I was like, what? Like, and you're doing all of this stuff. Like, I don't understand. How is this possible? What is happening? And so, because I only saw, like you said, his highlight reel on social media, which looked like everything was amazing. Mm -hmm. And little did I know, it wasn't always amazing. And so I think if you can, you have to really be real and inject yourself, whether that be into your website. Like if you're like you, for instance, like you are fun and you're relatable and you're cool and all this other stuff. If I went onto your website and it was like, hi, I'm the movement maestro. And this is what I like to do with my clients. I'd be like, what yes. is the deal? Like, <laughs> this just does not fit. Like, what is happening? Exactly. And so I think the more that you can figure out who you are, and again, it goes back to the why, right? Figure out what are your best personality traits? What are the things that make you stand out? And you know, what's really great is there's a lot of programs where they, you have to go out and ask your friends. Mm-hmm. What are my, what, how would you describe me? What three words would you use to describe me? Yes. And I would challenge anyone listening to this to do that. Ask their friends, how, ask your friends, give three words to describe me and then see what you get. Yeah. And then take those words and try and infuse them into your social media, into your website. And cause don't forget like we're all different and thank God. I, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I heard a, a great quote. We attract, we don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. And yeah. so when you, you know, get some feedback, figure out, help people, you know, have people help you figure out who you are and then market that. And market's not a dirty word. It should really, you know, synonymous with connect. It can be tough. And I, maybe we can talk about marketing after this too, because that's, yeah, really, yeah, that's yeah. really like a, there's so many facets of it, but at the end of the day, what we're looking to do is exactly what Karen was just talking about is connect with people and you need to put your authentic self out there and your real self out there so that when people do connect, they're actually connecting with you. And it makes it a lot easier to make this a seamless kind of integration across all platforms or whatever. If it's all the same where it's like in person, you're really fun and you know, online you're this fun person, or maybe you are like by the book research person. All right, well that's your thing then. It doesn't matter. You sell that. That's what you are in person. That's how you are on your website. That's how you are on social media. It can be really easy to look at what's trending and what's really popular and just want to do that. But, you know, Buckminster, I'm all about quotes. I live my life through quotes. So Mm -hmm. Buckminster Fuller has a great quote. Uh, You never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change things, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And that's really what we see happening is like you, you kind of think that this thing has always been there, but it's like if you actually kind of go to the origins of it, you're like, oh, that thing that's so cool now was likely the first of its kind. And then everyone else started really doing the same thing and doing the same thing and doing the same thing. So go ahead and take what's you know, working from that, but don't be afraid to put your own stamp and your own spin on it because that's when we start to see things really blowing up. For those of you on social media, I like and everything, you know, link everything back to social mm-hmm. media, the, 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 the graphics that are trending and have been trending for like the last, I don't know, year, maybe more, two years, are those, those graphics that have like a title, a picture of an anatomy picture, yes. and like a video on the yes. side. Yes. It wasn't always like that. 
Like that wasn't how it was in the beginning. I, I would probably single-handedly credit uh, Teddy Wilsey, uh, strength coach therapy, to kind of doing that. And I spoke with him very early in his career of social media. And he was like, you know, should I put time into this? And, and he did. And he started putting those out and they, they blew up and like everyone does it now. And it, if you go back to social media, go back on Instagram, like it wasn't always like that. Right. It was someone that took a chance and was like, this is how I want to present myself. This is how I want to convey, you know, my message. And yeah, you look at things and how if, if it's doing well, X, Y, and Z, but it's something new. So guys out there, you know, don't be afraid to put your own stamp, your own spin on things. It'll take a little time to kick off, but once it does, it's even that much easier to keep it going because it ties back into your why, ties back into who you are. And it's just, it's good. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember, like, no one is really reinventing the wheel. Yeah. No. Right? No. <laughs> you're, you're not. And, and so I think what can be intimidating for a lot of people is thinking, well, everyone else is doing this. Yes. Well, you know, what am I going to add to mm-hmm. this? Well, Number one thing. Gonna, always, right? Yes. And I suffer from that terribly, terribly. Um, until like you start to realize, and it took me like a year to realize this, mind you, that yeah, yeah a lot of other people are doing what I want to do but I'm the only person who can do it the way I want to do it. Yes, and, exactly. And there are going to be, be, be people who will resonate with me. There's going to be people who resonate with you. There's going to be people who resonate with Joe Schmo to this person, yes. that person. And that's okay. And it's a good thing. Yes, it's necessary. It's necessary. You know? Can you imagine like if all cars only came in black? Yeah all the same car you're like this is terrible how boring right so that's why they make cars in different colors there is a reason that was actually that was the first episode i ever recorded for my podcast was talking about nespresso makers but i was just like why was someone even want a nespresso maker but as i didn't want it but that was the thing is like different strokes for different folks like varieties of spice of life there's a reason that there's all those different kinds of salsa on the shelf because it's appeal to that right who doesn't I don't know. All different kinds though. I don't really like the spicy kind. So, you know, there's something out there for everyone. And, you know, you guys listening, if you are on the fence, especially my females out there, like that's a big question I get from the female listeners uh, Mm -hmm. and female, you know, social media people is like, I just fucking everything that's unique to say or different to say. And no one does. It's not, it's not, there's nothing new out there. Right. It's just like kaleidoscope of information. You twist it and you come up with your own picture. And that's what resonates with people. Yeah, it's your take on it. It's your take on it. It's your because you're adding within that framework your personal experience yes. and your personality, yes. and it's going to resonate. Like I guarantee you, it's going to resonate with at least one person. Yes, at least. Is is everyone going to love you? Yeah. No, that's life. That's life. And you gotta what be okay with that? You got to be okay with it, especially if you're putting yourself out on social media. Yes. Like you have to be okay with the fact that not everyone's going to love you. And yep. thank God for that. Yes. It's, that's probably one of the hardest things I think about social media is that you have to be okay with the fact that not everyone is going to love you. Like yeah. you don't have to, you know, I wouldn't say expect to get a million haters and trolls because you shouldn't expect that. Yeah, like, no, that's but, yes, exactly. Something's going on there, yeah. but not everyone's gonna gonna like you and not everyone's gonna love everything you put out and it, you have to be okay with that because there yeah. will be plenty of people that do yeah that's that's sure. what keeps moving forward and and oftentimes i think as women that's a hard pill to yes. swallow right yes karen so much absolutely 
Yeah, absolutely. It's something I struggle with. Like people tend to think like when you do all social media that you're like impervious to this or like you don't care. And you're like, no, man, like that's part of the reason I spend so much time on social media is because I do care. And you're like curating these posts and sitting there with like, what should I say? Is this the right word? How is this going to come off? Because you do care. So it's like we're human. But that is definitely you have to be learn how to be okay with it and work towards being okay with it. You're going to be doing that. And again, like if we can tie that back into marketing again, yes. Um, how? What are some? Uh, what's what advice would you give to someone who is kind of marketing, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or what have you? Mm-hmm. Um, what What are your be- What is your best advice for marketing on these platforms? Marketing I would and, and, and marketing in a good way, not marketing like oh. That's the easy way. That's, that's, it's such a fine line. And I, I think that I would say two things. And one we've already said, which is be yourself, be authentic. You know, Simon Sinek uh, talks about it and people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Mm-hmm. Yourself. That's so huge. Let them connect with you. And then two, something that I'm learning a lot and working on this, and I think you and I both are working on this, is you have to, if you're selling something you're marketing, you have to push it more than you want to. And more yes. than you think. You have to. Because the way the algorithms work is that, yes, if someone was checking your page every single day, every single minute, they might say, gosh, this is up there a lot. But that no one is. Mm-mm. They're getting these things kind of floating through. They follow a bunch of other accounts. If they're not interacting with your page regularly, it's not coming up on their search feed anyway. You need to market these things way more than you think and way more than you want. And you need to do it on multiple platforms. It needs to be going out if you're, if you're on them, right? It needs to be going out on Facebook. It needs to be going out to your newsletter. It needs to be going out if you do Twitter. It needs to be going out on Instagram. And it's frustrating because you're just like, but it's good and I just want to help people. I think it's a very female mentality. Yeah. Too. I just want to help people. And like, I don't want to like bombard them. But think of it as connection. And it's like people, unless they see it, like there's something number like seven times before they actually no. like, I think it's, no, it's more than that. I think, look at that. I think it's more, I think it's like over 15 touch points. It's insane. And it's like, so you're like, geez, like I know you have to remember, like you are not your audience because I know if I see something and I'm like, okay, I want it, I'll get it. But most people are not like exactly how you are. Right. And kind of need a little bit of pushing. They need a little bit of like the why, why should I get this? What problem does this solve for me? What transformation am I going to undergo? What's the value in this? Has someone else done this thing? They need all this reassurance. And it can be hugely, hugely frustrating and like intimidating because like, I don't want to bombard you. But that is really the way to, to sell things and the way to get your, your stuff out there. So it's very tough. And I know I am working through that. I know you and I have had conversations yes. about this. It's, it's so hard. It it's is. It's so, so hard. I think, and especially as females, I'm going to really lean on that because you don't want to take up space. We're yeah. told something like they want, don't take up space, be smaller, have a smaller voice, be skinnier. And so you're like, to think about putting out ads and all this stuff, you're like, oh, I don't want to annoy people. Yes, but, exactly. Or, oh, how many emails? I already sent one. Yeah, exactly. How many emails do people need? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer exactly. is probably more than one. <laughs> it's so true. And it's so frustrating. And you just kind of like, uh, but, you know, you sign up for... Facebook groups, you sign up for, you know, masterminds like one that you're coming out with and, and things like that. And you get these support networks where you're told, yeah, this is how it has to be done. And when you start to see the fruits of that labor and maybe get some financial independence and some more time, you start to realize, okay, it's another way of connecting and it's a necessary part of things. 
Yeah. And I, I like, I like the reframing, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, just another way of connecting. And, and like you said um, earlier, which I also love social media is just a different language. You need to learn how to speak it. And yeah. part of speaking it is putting yourself out there more than you think you do. Yeah, and it really is. There's, it's, it's true. I mean, the life, the lifespan of a tweet is 21 minutes. Dang. So one, one tweet a day ain't going to do it. Wow. Is that really? Yeah. Yeah. It's 21 minutes. 21 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's short. Wow. I mean, think wow. about it. If you're going on Twitter, it's not like you're going to sit there for a half an hour yeah. and scroll through your and list. Scroll, 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 scroll. Scroll a little bit. You'll see what's trending and then you're done. And you're done. So if you want stuff to really come out, like you have to be putting stuff on Twitter. I tell people all the time, like 10 to 15 times a day, if you've got a big Woo. thing coming out and people are like, huh, isn't that obnoxious? Mm. I'm like, no. Yeah, market. They, people don't see it. Nope. Cause you're not going to like, maybe it. you'll see it twice. Yeah, maybe. And realistically, the people that, that follow you that really, that may see it that much, they, they buy into what you're saying. They like you. They're not, they yeah. don't mind. Cause right. If you if you're the type of person that you care in the first place about doing too many, you're not going to be doing thousands of them. No, you're thinking about it, and so you're like you're probably writing that line, probably not even doing enough. And so people that are following you, they know like, yeah, this person's coming out with this thing. They're just reminding us of it, and mm -hmm. they'll they'll be okay. There's definitely a way to marry the two, like you said earlier. The, the answer is typically both, and there's definitely a way to marry the two of like the sleazy carsman, sleazy oh. car salesman techniques. Yeah, so it's like a nice way to do things, like where you take what they're overarching strategy is and then you like make it human yeah and not so gross yeah yeah not so gross line. yeah and it, it is, is. A, it is a fine line and yes. you know you don't want to be lumped into the into that like you said I'm sorry for used car salesmen out there but yeah, exactly <laughs> the used car salesman thing where it's like jazz hands in your face and you know hey yeah totally and it's it's but that works. Listen, it works for a lot of people. So it does. We see it, the numbers with it. Absolutely. So. It works for people. It just depends on if it works for you. And if yeah. it doesn't, and you try and do it that way, people will not resonate with you. Yeah. Right because away. You're not being true to who you are. 100%. I, th I think it ties into what you're saying earlier about connecting with people. I think that if you take the time and that's kind of like when you do testing of, of things and you take the time and you use your newsletter, if you have one of those, um, or you do call to actions so or you do a Facebook or Instagram post and you ask for comments, you ask for interaction, and then you write back to these people. When you start connecting these people and asking them what they want, it makes the sale process also a lot easier because one, they feel like you're speaking to them because you are, because you've taken the time to learn what do they want, what do they care about. So, you know, you're being true to your own, uh, your own, yourself, you're connecting with the audience, you're engaging with the audience, and then you're saying, hey, you've told me you have this problem. I care about you. We've taken time to talk. You know that I care about you. Here's a solution. And that's really what it becomes reframed as. Not like, I'm just trying to sell you something. I don't know you. Buy this thing from 999. Right. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. That normally doesn't work. No. I mean, even think about like, if you're going out shopping in the real world, yeah. you know, you're not going to like just, that. it just doesn't work. Like no. you, you tend to shop and, and at labels that you trust and you know, and so it's the same go. thing, whether it be buying a physical product or buying an online product, you're, you're still going to gravitate to the labels and the trends and the things that resonate with you. So, uh, and, and as the person, we just have to figure out how to do that. And like you said, stay true to your core values.
I think as, you know, I know your audience is pretty varied, but as, as physical therapists, that's all I'm going to speak to physical therapists because mm-hmm. that's my lane, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, I think that it's one of the best first careers because it does equip us with a lot of the soft skills to learn how to connect with people yes. and how to hear people. And that's really what selling becomes is like, can you hear people? Can you connect with them? Can you figure out what they want, what they need, what their problems are? And then can you help them? You know, it's not just selling them something or trying to force something on them. Uh, so I think that we are really in a good place. It's just kind of that double-edged sword because we also just want to help people. And then that doesn't really necessarily feed you because you're like, I just want to help you and give you this thing for free. Right, right, right. But, you know, I, I found that was a big challenge for me. But then it's like, well, if, if you have all this, this knowledge and you really want to help other people, it's your responsibility almost to kind of get that out there, number one. And number two, um, people expect to pay yes. for things that are meaningful. Yes. You know, and people will that. pay for things that are meaningful, things that are going to change their life. Things like you said are going to, to give you a life of ease, things that are going to make you happy. Like you're willing to pay for that if you feel it's meaningful enough for you to do it. And as a physical therapist or anyone working in healthcare, if your patients have ever thanked you, if they've ever sent you a card, I mean, they appreciate you and they're willing to pay for, for that, uh, for that service. So I, I, in, in whatever capacity that is, and that's a hard one to, I think, jump over a hard obstacle is over but once you can do that and feel confident that you're not putting stuff out there you're not treating people just to treat them Uh, exactly i I think that you are so skilled in that karen that's why you know i keep pushing you and be like when's your thing coming out when are you doing this that you've done such a good job of of being okay with valuing your services people just don't do that physical therapists really really struggle with it and again i'll lean on it with females like you really struggle to value it and then ask for it. And it's a problem. That's the kicker. We all value what we do. (laughs) You got to ask for it. Yeah. You got to ask for it. People are like, ah, but and it's like, no, that's a huge skill to be able to do that and get in the mindset, uh, the right mindset, the right frame of mind, whatever, so that you can do that. And, And kind of going off of your Facebook live the other day with Jen and who is the other woman there? Uh, 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 Venus was there. Venus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, surrounding yourself with those, with people who are like-minded, but not too like-minded that they're not going to challenge you because you need it. Um, but at least having people there who believe in you and having people there who aren't going to continuously feed your fears but that are there to support you and challenge you and help you grow, which can be uncomfortable. Yes. That growth can be uncomfortable. So you don't want to surround yourself with a yes, with yes men and women. Mm-hmm. You want to surround yourself with people who believe in you and that are friends with you, but believe in you so much that they're going to be honest with you and tell you when you're screwing up and tell you when you're being a jackass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and get you into a better state of mind. That's so true. I cannot recommend that highly enough. Uh, You know, you have your uh, Facebook groups. I have one. Like, It's so important to to get out there and and get into these groups and, excuse me, to do that and surround yourself with people that will make you uncomfortable. Jen is a perfect example. That girl makes me so uncomfortable in a good way. 
she's just, you know, constantly pushing and being like, do this. You should be doing this. You should be doing this. Cause it's easy to, to have people that are like, yeah, that's awesome. I sure that's great. You did that. But if you, it's 2019, right? Like this is coming, this episode's dropping 2019 beginning of the year. Like if you have goals, like they're full, the goals are in front of you. They're not behind you. So you need someone, some people that are going to surround you, uh, be, be with you and help move you forward. Yeah, there's no question. And if you have those people who are constantly sucking the life out of you, those like energy vampires, oh, like God. just, even if they're good for like limit your time with them, drop them. Like I just cut them out. Like I cut some to. people out because every time I would bring something up, they'd be like, oh, well, can you really uh, do that? Yes, can you exactly. really do that? Instead of saying like, oh, that's a great idea. Um, but do you think this part might be challenging? Maybe I can help you overcome yes. that. Or maybe we can find, find some solutions versus just saying, oh, well, are, how are you going to do that? Blah, 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 blah. Like exactly. being like a... That'd be down as you're like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. It's important to be able to cut those people out. That's that's huge, Karen. That's like a big thing. I think some people maybe need as their kind of goals and steps for this year because I see it so much. Where what who you surround yourself with and what you surround yourself with is going to be hugely uh, you have a huge impact on your life. Yeah, and like I found since kind of snipping those couple of people out, like it's been a huge transformation for me that the run-up of like the end of 2018 so So, big you know it it works it things happen um you can make things happen if you want them to and have like i said have your coach have someone if it doesn't have to be formal coaching if if that's not your thing but at least have a friend or an accountability partner or somebody something that can help make sure that you get done the things you want to get done in life so, and business. so good. So, so, so good. I mean, the law, the law of attraction is very real. And I love that you said that, that you can make things happen and manifest things. And it's amazing when you, when you kind of, when you change things, when you take a leap and you, you open yourself up to new things happening, it's amazing the opportunities that, 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 that start happening. You know, I quit my job in 2015, quit my like traditional nine to five, whatever mm-hmm. PT job in 2015. And it's amazing the opportunities that came after that. Yeah, and kind of something like you said earlier, can you more time and then less like this thing can happen, this thing can happen, yeah. these come into your life. But how scary was that to quit your job? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like people want to talk about like uh, the good side of it. But I think that it's interesting. I, I follow some people on social media and one of them, I do not really like Gary V. I think that he's a little too shoot from the hip um, because if you don't like your job, it's not like, oh, if you hit your job, quit. Like that's not actually very smart to do. No. You're going to be homeless. Um, that's a bad idea. But where I was when I quit, it was scary, but it was so necessary that the need and the fact how much I hated my current situation outweighed any fear. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything wrong with waiting till you get to that place. Yeah. Like, it's not a matter of like, oh, as soon as I feel like I don't want to do this, I should quit or should leave and do this other thing. No, like I had other things in place. Uh, I had gotten hired for Rock Tape. I didn't know what kind of money I would be making, but I was like, it w- I would rather work at like Costco. Nothing wrong with- if you guys work at Costco, nothing wrong with that. But it- I was like, I'd rather do that than go and do my the job that I've been doing. Yeah. And I will figure it out. And so it was scary, but it wasn't as terrifying as like, oh, I have no other options. Because I did have other things in place when I took that leap. And then, you know, I've seen it happen countless times where people will even, and when I say leap, like people think it's like jumping, like trying to jump 10 miles. It's the same thing we talked about earlier with this goal setting. A leap could be just a really small step. It's still a leap. 
I was like, I, I don't really know what's necessarily going to happen, but it's something that's going to bring me towards what I'm trying to do. And I've seen it happen with other people where it's like suddenly you take this first step and then this other thing happens because of that, or this other connection is made because of that. And, you know, fast forward three, four years and you're on a podcast with Karen Litzy and you're like, this is because you took that small step in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, when I quit my full-time or my part-time job just to have my own practice exclusively, I had like a straight up panic attack. I couldn't mm-hmm. breathe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. could not breathe was yeah. like laying on the floor and I was <laughs> at my job like I had to cancel the I had that day like it was horrible it was horrible because it was so scary you know was at my job. Um, it was it was it was not pretty thank god the people I worked for were friends of mine and they were like it's okay but just so people know like having these visceral reactions is yes. not like don't like you'll survive. Yes. Um, like you said, like you'll figure it out. It if will. you want something strongly enough and you've manifested it, you feel like this is your gig, like you'll figure out how to do it. We you always will. do. You absolutely will. And you know, I like to catastrophize and like, oh, what's well, the worst case scenario? Again, I'll speak to physical therapists because that is my lane. The worst case scenario is you go back to that job yeah. or something similar to it. Like you're exactly. always going to be faced. Yes, exactly. <laughs> The worst case okay. scenario is you go back and you get a regular job. Yes. I mean, it's not the end of the world. Oh, so okay. I love that. I love it. All right. So we are going to wrap things up. Is there anything that we miss? Anything you want to leave the listeners with? Good question. Uh, I think we covered a lot. Uh, I leave people with the same quote kind of because, like I said, I live my life in quotes. Be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Mm-hmm. With the caveat being that fearless doesn't mean that you're never scared. It means that you can be scared and you do it anyway. Yes. Excellent. And then last question. What, knowing where you are now in your life and in your career, what advice would you give to yourself the day you graduated PT school? I would say take the path less traveled. That's the advice I would give. I, I know that I stuck with the straight and narrow because I thought that I was supposed to do that. And I thought, you know, I'm going to work in a clinic and maybe I'll become a director and then work a million hours and get my OCS and like take the path less traveled from the beginning. It's okay. It'll be okay. You'll figure it out. Perfect. And great advice. And now let everyone know where people can find you and what you got going on for 2019 that people can join you in if they feel so inclined. Sure. Um, So you can find me. I try to keep my branding consistent. If you just go to The Movement Maestro, uh, if it's website, themovementmaestro.com. If you want to check me out on social media, Instagram's my favorite platform. It's The Movement Maestro. Maestro is spelled M-A-E-S-T-R-O. If you want to email me, it's Shante at themovementmaestro.com. And then as for 2019, I'm teaching a bunch. Like I said earlier, I work for Rock Tape and I also came out with my own course. It's called Moving with the Maestro from Assessment to Independence. And it's a two-day course where the first day we just go over how I assess people, all all different kinds of how I assess movement. And then the second day is how I uh, prescribe exercise or movement to help out with what we found on the first day via that assessment. It's open to any kind of movement professional or movement enthusiast, whether you're a PT, OT, Cairo, personal trainer, yogi, whatever, uh, new grads especially. They always got a discount for you guys. Uh, if you go to uh, 
my, my website, themovementmeister.com. You'll be able to see everything there. I've got seven courses lined up right now across the country. It'll probably bump up to about 10 when I'm done. And I'm still teaching for Rock Tape. I love them. Uh, it's probably my favorite company in the world. Uh, and so I'm teaching for them. I teach their blades course. I teach their taping course. I teach their pods course. So if you're interested in anything, any kind of teaching, learning from me, moving with the My Show in any capacity, you just head to my website, themovementmyshow.com, and you will find it there. Those are the awesome. big things that I'm doing. Well, it sounds amazing, as per usual. And uh, just so everyone listening, if you don't have your pen and paper, or I don't know if people even use a pen and paper right, anymore. Do they use it? Right? <sighs> I do sometimes. Um, <laughs> everything will be in the show notes from this episode on the podcast website, which is podcast.healthywealthyheart.com. Uh, so, Shante, thank you so much for coming on and kicking off 2019. Uh, Karen, thank you for having me. I'm pumped right now. I'm like ready to go and uh, conquer the world. So, thank you. My pleasure. And everyone, thank you so much for beginning the year with Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. And we've got some great shows lined up for the rest of the year that I'm really excited to share with you all. So thanks for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. Thank you for listening. And please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.